the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh of the Gospel Defender Ministries. This gospel message will encourage and equip those who have ears to hear to be a Christian clothed with the armor of a gospel defender. Ladies and gentlemen, it was the 1960s, the age of long hair, free love, bell-bottoms, drugs, rock and roll, and Aquarius, when the Bible finally made it into the top ten of rock and roll charts. In the middle of that decade, the world was going to the birds, and I don't mean the B-I-R-D-S. I mean the B-Y-R-D-S, a rock band from Los Angeles, California. I suppose only those of my generation know of whom I am speaking. So for the benefit of those who are not of my generation, I need to do a little bit of rock and roll teaching. It was in October 1965 that the singing group called The Birds hit the radio airwaves with a song entitled Turn, Turn, Turn to Everything There Is a Season. I remember the song well. I was in my second year of being in the United States Navy feeling my oats. As a young sailor, I did not know anything about God's Word and had no interest in learning anything. I could not have found the book of Genesis in a Bible if my life depended on it. I would not know until after I was immersed into the death of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins from where the lyrics of the bird's song, Turn, 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 came. Had someone told me they were from the Bible, I would not have believed them. I knew rock and roll, but I did not know the rock of ages and I certainly did not know I was lost in sin and headed for hell in that condition. No one told me I was. Looking back at all that, 
I'm not sure anyone cared, except my Creator God, and I wasn't sure He really existed. One time King David felt the way I did at this time in my life. Twice during David's life, being in great peril, he was holed up in a cave. Once when he ran from Achish, the king of Gath, and another time when he took refuge from King Saul. It was when he ran from the king of Gath that he cried out to the Lord in verse 4 of Psalm 142. No one cares for my soul. There are a lot of people among us today who feel that same way. The church that Jesus built needs to let these people know they are wrong. Jesus the Christ and his church care. At least, that's what the church says. Sometimes we wonder about this when we see her lack of interest in taking the gospel to the lost in every way possible, including the radio. Jesus went to the cross for all people, not just church people. He cares for them and invites them to come to Him for salvation. But until someone tells them the saving gospel message, including the plan by which they can be saved from their sins by His blood, they are going to stay as lost and as headed for hell as I was in 65. So if you happen to be someone like this listening to this message, let me be one person in the church who tells you what you need to hear. God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that if you will believe in him, you will not perish in hell, but have everlasting life. If you truly believe, if you have real saving faith, you can be baptized in water his name for the remission of all your sins, regardless of how many years they have been stacking up. That is God's promise in Acts 2, verse 38. Some well-meaning person will tell you what I just told you is not true, but it is in the Bible. Others will tell you that being baptized in water does not have one thing to do with your receiving salvation, despite the undeniable fact that Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So, don't listen to them. They do not know of what they speak. They are ministers of Satan. I didn't know it at the time, but the birds plagiarized the lyrics of their song. Their lyrics had been written in the first eight verses of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, hundreds of years before any of the birds were even born. But the birds did the members of the Godhead a favor. They got the Bible into the top ten rock charts and into the minds of millions of people. The opening words of Ecclesiastes 3, and the rock and roll song of 65 are, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, followed by seven verses beginning with the words, A time to, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to kill, a time to heal, 
and so it goes. If you have the time, 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 find Ecclesiastes 3 in your own Bible and read it for yourself. In this series of messages concerning ministers of Satan, I have suggested to you subjects about which I would preach if I were one of his messengers, based on what I hear them preach today. Let me add one more to my list. I would speak about time. I would tell those who took the time to listen to me, and millions listen to them every day, that time is a precious commodity, and you should use whatever time you have to do whatever it is that makes you happy. I would encourage you to do your own thing, whatever that might be, and not sweat or worry about what people might say or think about you. After all, it's none of their business, and you only go around once in this life, so go for the gusto. Besides, you are your own God. If it's sex, go for it. If it's booze, go for it. If it's sports, go for it. If it's porn, go for it. If it's drugs, go for it. Whatever it is that pleases your senses, knock yourself out. As a minister of Satan, I would want you to know that I am on your side. We live in a world that offers most anything a person wants in life, so don't hold back. Go for it. With every ounce of energy you have and every nickel in your pocket, those who don't like it can go to hell. Well, I might not say that, since no minister of Satan believes in that place. My message would go over well with those whose God is this world and themselves. And I would preach this same message to people who consider themselves to be churchgoers. To churchgoers, I would preach a message that would make them feel no guilt for not taking the time to be in the church assembly every time the doors are open, including especially the Lord's Day, when His table is prepared for them to commune with Him. I would use my advanced theological degree to convince the church crowd that it is nothing but legalism to expect church people to be in every assembly. I would do this especially with parents and grandparents of children who have sporting events to attend from 8 in the morning to 8 in the evening on the Lord's Day. I would convince them that it is not their fault that sports are scheduled at this time. Besides, the coach says if a player doesn't show up for practice at these times, the kid cannot play in the big game on Sunday. And what's more important, the happiness of the child or the soul of the child? That's an easy one. The Lord will surely understand. As a minister of Satan, I would encourage the congregation over which I presided to remember that it isn't the quantity of our time we spend with the Lord and His church. It's the quality of our time. Whenever we choose to attend... It should be a time when we really want to be with him and his people, not when we feel like we have to. We should attend when we can really contribute something meaningful to the fellowship. Besides, 
there is always next week. Not only that, but I would tell my congregants they shouldn't feel badly about themselves because there are other people who feel the same way they do, and you don't always see them in the assembly. And, oh yes, if you really believe you should observe the Lord's Supper on the Lord's Day, you can always use the dash of your car, pray for the loaf and the cup while speeding down the interstate to get to the big game, and take in all the sights while you're at it. You could even have a religious program playing on the radio while you do it. Wouldn't this be church as much as what the brethren are doing back at the church house? Ladies and gentlemen, as a minister of Christ, I have heard just about every reason there is for not being in the church assembly on the Lord's Day. They really aren't reasons, they are excuses. I suppose people think if they give me a good reason for not being in the assembly, it gets them off the hook with God. But I am not God. I have unashamedly confessed multiple times during this series of messages that as a minister of Christ I often preach the same subjects as do ministers of Satan. And so it is regarding this subject of time. I too preach about time, but as a minister of Christ, I am here to tell you that time is not on your side. You have only today, and maybe not all of today, to believe that you have tomorrow or next week or next year to do this or to do that or to get right with God, is an arrogant and ignorant belief. I cannot say it any better than James, who wrote in James chapter 4, You do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. Ladies and gentlemen, your local cemetery is filled with people who plan to do something important but didn't live long enough to do it. The next time you visit your cemetery, take the time to look at the dates chiseled on the grave markers. There are a lot of people planted under the sod who did not live as long as you have leaving this life with unfinished business. Like them, you are on borrowed time. God Almighty's grace has allowed you to have the days you have had, but there is no guarantee He has another day planned for you. Your days are as precarious as the bubble in a carpenter's level. Tip the level of your life a tad this way or that way and the bubble of your life disappears. Your bubble of life may be smack dab in the center as we speak, but before this day or this night is over, your personal bubble may disappear and be a thing of the past. It was for the farmer in Luke chapter 12. Jesus spoke a parable, saying, 
the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Ladies and gentlemen, how many people are under the sod in your local cemetery who thought they had this night or tomorrow? How many in this audience to whom I speak think they have this night or tomorrow, but will be dead and in the hands of a mortician before this earth spins on its axis one more time? Only God knows. I may be preaching my last message and not know it. I feel good. I think I'm healthy. I'm looking forward to another day tomorrow like everyone else. But the only time any of us has is a short time. As James said, life is a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. It goes fast. The only time we have is the time we have right now. Take a good look at your clock. The older you get, the faster that second hand moves. The only time we have to prepare to meet our God is the present time. We have but a short time to prove ourselves to God, our Creator. We have only a short time to prove to Him we love Him, and we do that only by obeying His gospel. Time on this earth stops after you are dead. You cannot repent after you are dead. You cannot be immersed into Christ for the forgiveness of your sins after you are dead. The inspired writer of Hebrews 9 verse 27 said, It is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment. Second chances, purgatory, limbo, and reincarnation are nothing but the figments of the imagination of ministers of Satan. One of the biggest lies ministers of Satan preach is there is plenty of time to decide whether to be a disciple of Jesus and have your sins forgiven. They tell you there is no hurry. When you are 20, you can wait until you are 30. When you are 50, you can wait until you are 70. When you are 80, you can wait until you are 90. You can keep kicking the can down the street. But, ladies and gentlemen, before you know it, there is no more time. You have kicked the bucket. In the same book from whence the birds got the lyrics for turn, 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 King Solomon wrote in the last chapter, Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth. Before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. The next six verses describe what will happen to all of us should we be blessed to live to a ripe age. The bodies of the hot babes who wore miniskirts and the bodies of the hot studs who wore bell-bottoms deteriorate. 
Bodies wrinkle, bodies bend. Skin sags, ears don't hear, teeth don't chew, and eyes don't see as well as they once did. It isn't pretty, but that's what most of us have to look forward to if we are blessed to live three score and ten years or longer. Some have the money to tighten the wrinkles, tuck the sags, excise the rolls, dye the hair, paint the face, plant new hair, and whatever else is needed to preserve youth. But eventually, the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. There is only one real cure and solution to rotting bodies, and that's to get a new one. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is promised only to those who have taken time in this life to become a follower of Jesus Christ. It will take place at the resurrection of the saints. The old body will be sown in corruption. The new body will be raised in incorruption. The old body will be sown in dishonor. The new body will be raised in glory. The old body will be sown in weakness. The new body will be raised in power. Christians will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. The trumpet will sound, and they will be raised incorruptible, and shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Ministers of Satan preach a message that has no power to save anyone from sin and its consequences. Eternal, everlasting separation from God. The soul-saving, sin-washing blood of the Lamb is absent from their messages. Those enamored with their godless messages cannot tell you how, when, or where they were saved. They cannot point to the time or to the place of their salvation. They cannot prove they ever had a saving faith. They cannot prove they are saved other than by telling us how they feel or how they felt when they did what the minister of Satan told them to do to be saved. But feelings are deceptive. They are not proof of anything when it comes to salvation. A person can feel good one minute and be dead the next, and it's no different with salvation. A person can feel saved one minute and be dead and in hell the next. Ladies and gentlemen, this message has been about time and how ministers of Satan have deceived and are deceiving millions to believe. They are ready for their time of death when the Bible says they are not. Now is the time to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the only begotten Son of God, who resurrected from the dead. Now is the time to turn, turn, turn in repentance. Now is the time to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Now is the time to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. This afternoon may be too late. Tonight may be too late. Tomorrow morning may be too late. So, what Ananias asked Saul of Tarsus in Acts 22, verse 16? We ask you now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever near. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is 
is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh speaking. You have just heard another Gospel Defender Ministries radio broadcast brought to you by the church that Jesus built and preaches all of the word to all of the world. Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So find someone today who will immerse you into Christ today before it is everlastingly too late. Our mailing address is Gospel Defender Ministries. Post Office Box 575, Chillicothe, C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E, Chillicothe, Ohio, Zip, 45601. You can also contact us through the World Wide Web at gospel-defender.org or by email at agosdef, A-G-O-S-D-E-F, agosdef, at roadrunner.com. At your request, a written transcript or an audio copy of today's message will be sent to you free of charge with no obligation from you now or in the future. We need to hear from you as soon as possible. So please, take the time to contact us today. Now, until you and I meet again at this same time and at this same place, our prayer is that you will be steadfastly set for the defense of the gospel. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.